I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're here. And I'm just going to start this off with, I cannot catch an emotional break. Taylor Swift released Red Taylor's version last week. I released two episodes about that um, and how much it hurt me and how much I cried. But then it was a double whammy. Adele was like, wait, hold my beer. Or I guess Hold My Wine, because she has a song on this album called I Drink Wine, which I will be talking about. But Adele was like, wait, Hold My Wine. You're not getting a break. You thought that you are, you know, okay with that. And then in the middle of the week, Taylor dropped um, All Too Well, Sad Girl Autumn version. Like, there's just, people just don't want me to be happy. And there's this Blair Waldorf quote that I've been sending around. And it's like, if you're going to be sad, you might as well be sad in Paris because I'm going to Paris next weekend. So, you know, I'm going to just take all this sadness with me and just, it's going to be a great time. going to be a sad miles in Paris. But again, if you're going to be sad, you might as well be sad in Paris. Let's talk about Adele's 30 album. Adele, again, you like to hurt me, but I felt so much during this album. I listened front to back, and I am only 24 years old. Most of you guys know this, but 
I felt like I got aged during this album. Seriously, I felt like it was one of those things where I grew and matured and I just, I don't know how it happened, but it totally happened. And I'm thankful for it. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm happy. The album itself, let's just talk about it and let's talk about Adele and let's talk about all the things going on. The fun thing about talking about Taylor Swift, and I'm going to stop talking about her soon, I promise. But the fun thing about talking about Taylor Swift is that there's so many Easter eggs usually within Taylor Swift's music and so many hidden meanings and so many like different references to different things. But with Adele's music, it is just so, it's so explicit, not like in a sense of vulgar, but it's explicit in the fact that it's vulnerable and it's raw and it's just, it's just pain. It's pain, piano, and guitar. And it hurts, but it's beautiful. It is so hard to describe. It is so many things. And listening to this album, I felt, again, so much. I am so here for the trend of releasing long songs. I don't know if anyone has, I'm assuming if you've listened to listening to this episode you've listened to the album and i can't think of many albums that have multiple six plus minute songs on it the last four uh, the last two songs in the album are six minutes and 43 seconds each that is literally 12 minutes worth of music and it's only two songs but those songs mm, chef's kiss again i will be talking about all these songs um And I'll give you a couple of my favorite. I'll give you a couple of the ones that I wouldn't necessarily say I would skip, but ones that I'm not going to be going to as frequently. Um, Just, oh my God. And that wasn't even a pun to the album, but oh my God, it was just so much. But before I talk exclusively about the album, I got to talk about Adele. Adele's fucking impressive. Um, Why? Because she has only released four albums and the chokehold that she has on the music industry is insane the fact that taylor swift's red taylor's version was supposed to release this friday or today i guess and it had to be moved because adele announced hey i'm adele i'm announcing my album 30 that's releasing on the same day and taylor was like uh no ma'am you can have your week and i'll have mine like the fact that she has that big of a chokehold and she only has four albums out that is insanity to me because it's not that i don't think her first album was popular i was blasting chasing pavements like i had just broken up with someone it was like i don't even remember what year it was but i was hurt and i was also a child and i was in my bathroom in my shower screaming like should i give up or should i keep chasing pavements don't get me wrong, that album has some great, like, OG Adele songs, but I feel like 21 is really that album where it just skyrocketed, and it was just like, hello, this is Adele, she's taking over the charts, she's taking over the world, she's taking over my life, hello, Miss Adele Adkins, like, nice to meet ya, and then her album after that was just global domination (laughs) world domination so everyone learned their lessons and they were like listen we're not releasing albums in the same year as adele or even in the same grammy cycle as adele because we all know the the grammy scandal i'm gonna call it a scandal of 2016 and adele beyonce head-to-head 
I'm a Beyonce stan, but I also love me some Adele. So it, as heartbreaking as it was, I was still very proud of my girl. Um, and I was proud of that speech. I feel like there are some other shows that reference that speech and probably just talk about that night in general. This is not one of them. I'm here to talk about Adele. Um, but again, the chokehold that this woman has on literally the entire music industry is fucking impressive. It is scary how many records that she's probably going to end up breaking that Taylor Swift just broke. I'm not saying that Adele is going to beat out Taylor Swift and it's not a competition, but I'm just, Adele always goes crazy. Like whenever she drops anything easy on me, I can't get it stuck. Can't get it out of my head. Um, admittedly after listening to the entire album, I think easy on me is one of the weaker songs on there. Um, surprisingly, I think that some of the songs just show so much raw, vulnerable emotion that I just, Easy on Me, yes, it it was fabulous for its time, but I don't think that's going to be one of the songs that I return to, like, super often. But let's talk about the album. I think highlights, again, there are so many great songs, and every song kind of took you through a ride. I never really knew what I was signing up for whenever the next track would play. Um, you have like the so- songs that she produced with Max Martin, which is a little bit more poppy. That's probably going to be like more of her singles, um, the ones that are played on the radio a little bit more. I think um, Can I Get It um, was produced with Max Martin. That one's definitely going to be on the radio. I'm predicting it now. Um, it's definitely kind of like a big pop vibe with the spoken word at the end. Fantastic. Very like similar but different from the usual Adele formula because every song on this album yes it sounded like an Adele song but it also just sounded this album was almost nostalgic in a way because she incorporated so many sounds that are like comfort sounds for me it was bluesy and jazzy and almost like gospel at some times like I was sitting there listening to this album feeling like I just got taken to church. I was like, I am sitting in a pew and Miss Adele Atkins is up there preaching her heart out. And you, you, you know, like when you go to church and I don't know if every church is like this, um, but sometimes the preacher will be, um, or pastor or priest or what, whatever the main person will be up there. And there'll be someone playing like this very like ethereal piano riff in the background, just like, as the person is preaching. That is what this album was at some points. She brought the choir in. I was just sitting here. I'm just like, Adele, you are hurting me. Um, Like, I can feel your pain. Um, I think one of the highlights and one of the songs that I really want to highlight on this is I I, I think it's um, To Be Loved. That's what it's called. To Be Loved, second to last song. So it's like, the third act of the album it is like one of the finale songs like it's big it's bold and it's heartbreaking it is absolutely devastating um in the sense of her anger her her fire towards the end it builds up it builds up it builds up throughout the song and then at the end you can just hear the how pissed she is and how angry and how fiery and it's just one of those things and how passionate i don't think that there's many songs that i've listened to that can make me go through something i've been through already whether it's a breakup or someone hurting me or something happening like that but in that moment 
I saw my my life, not my entire life, but moments of my life flash before my eyes. Times where I felt that passion and that rage, but also the love rage and the love passion. And she can just she just conveyed it so well and with such grace and such mastery for her craft. If you haven't listened to the entire album or if you decided that To Be Loved was too long for you, stay. Listen to that song because that song just, it shook me to my core. I felt physically sick by the time I stopped listening to that song. My stomach was in a knot. I felt butterflies. I felt fire. I just, not my... Music is one of those art forms that elicits a reaction, usually. But the reaction is never really super powerful in a lot of music's cases. Like, right, I'm not saying, like, here's the thing. I cried so much for Taylor Swift's red version, um, or red Taylor's version. But other than that, a lot of songs and a lot of, like, things that are playing on the radio currently, it's not things that really elicit a reaction from me. It's not something that pulls something from deep inside of you and makes you reflect and makes you feel pensive and makes you just feel in general. A lot of times it's just, like, good, easy listening music, like, me and my twin in them go best friend, like very cute, boppy, like, you know, just, I really like to party. Do you want to get naughty? Like, I don't know. That music, I feel like, isn't really that type of sound that is supposed to make you reflect on every fuck up you've ever had in your life. This album, 30 by Adele, absolutely. Um, I remember glancing over an article um, and someone said or maybe Adele said this herself is that Adele's 30 album is basically therapy like it's the target audience of it is people who are in therapy in their 30s and 40s I am not in therapy and I'm not in my 30s and 40s but this album is much cheaper than therapy I feel like I should go to therapy after this album because this album just it made me feel things that I wasn't trying to feel things that I thought I compartmentalized things that I thought that I just erased from my memory. Obviously not. Adele said, hold my wine. And that's the next song I want to talk about is I Drink Wine. That song is also a freaking bop. It is so long. It's an, it's one of the three six-minute-plus songs, I believe. Um, or maybe there's four six-minute-plus songs. I think um, the song with her daughter, which... Ugh, lots of feelings about that and mommy was having big feelings so we're we're gonna talk about that in a minute but i drink wine i was expecting something so different from what i heard and i need to do another pass through of the album and really just hold on to the words and hold on to the lyrics but i don't recall her at all in that song saying i drink wine or anything like that i think it was almost like the reasons why she drinks wine um that song again was also very heartbreaking in a sense but it was so light and so airy i would say like throughout this entire album i was getting big vibes from like almost like amy winehouse like i felt like it was like very much like a modern amy situation i don't love having to compare artists to other artists but amy is an artist that lives very special in my heart i love her album frank is my favorite album by her and i feel like when you're talking about different topics it's easy to make comparisons 
um, among like things, but I think kind of like the jazz and soulful inspiration, like, I don't know if Amy inspired her, but I felt the Amy. And then also just some of the passages that she did during that song. I think during, oh my God, it almost gave me like, um, not stuck with you vibes, but there was, there was a line in one of those um, songs. I think it was right around that point in the album. And Adele was kind of like, kind of like that very like like it's almost like a triplet type vibe and it kind of like flow dreamy airy but what she was saying was not dreamy not airy and then i drink wine right it it, it's right after um oh my god i believe which was that song with um I, i i drink wine i actually have to pull up the the album just so i can uh confirm it is after Can I Get It, which is that song that was produced with Max Martin. So you have this song that is very poppy and very kind of like fun, clubby almost. It was a very unexpected song in the mix. And then you go to I Drink Wine, that kind of like classic Adele, but with like a little bit more soul, a little bit more ugh, like. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Ugh, everything about this album was absolutely perfect i'm not a music critic i do have a music background in a sense i grew up playing piano and cello and guitar and ukulele and drums and whatever the case may be and singing like those of you who know me like they know that i love music i was in an acapella group i performed with barry manilow there's so many different things that i've been able to do musically and that's why i really love these musically inclined episodes where i can just kind of geek out and just talk about the the timbre of the song no i'm not going to talk about that but um this album adele just arranged it so perfectly and everything was so intentional and the attention to detail was exquisite but i feel like i need to kind of like transition real quick because we can't talk about a song called i drink wine and not talk about alcohol like (laughs) you know i feel like as much as you come here for my commentary and what I have to say, you also come here for a banging drink recipe. And 
you guessed it, this drink is going to involve wine. We're going to make a white sangria because we are fancy. I feel like red sangria, I love you. You're great. But I feel like the white wine needs a little bit of love too. So what we're going to do is we are going to cut up the fruit of our choice. I'm going to use oranges because I think oranges and white wine just look so good. It just looks so delicious. I'm going to do oranges and cranberries because I'm going for a very winter vibe. You know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Christmas and Hanukkah are also around the corner. Just a different corner that's slightly further away. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to think like holiday, like holiday vibes. You know what I mean? And before you say that oranges and cranberries don't pair well with white wine, um, to you, I say, shut up. You're wrong. Um, anyways, that was really aggressive of me. Um, I probably shouldn't have drank those couple glasses of wine when I was listening to the album. Nonetheless, we're, we're going to work with it. Um, we're going to get a glass of wine and we are going to... Oh, so this is a sangria for one, by the way, because I live alone. I ain't making sangria for a bunch of people and I'm not making sangria for a bunch of people for me to have to drink myself because that's just not good for me, babe. So I'm already emotionally scarred by this past like couple weeks. So with all the music that's been coming out, I can't be drunk and emotionally scarred. You know what I mean? I got to pick a struggle. I'm picking my struggle. I'm picking my battle. And my battle is that I'm going to just keep hurting myself by listening to this music um, rather than drinking my problems away, which is also a popular option, an option that I don't endorse. But if that is, if that's your prerogative, if that's your cup of tea or cup of something, wink, wink, um, so be it. But cup of wine. So do a standard six ounce pour of white wine, and then you're going to add in probably like a quarter of an orange sliced or cubed or diced or whatever you want to do make it pretty add some cranberries in and then what i want you to do is grab your favorite brandy and add just like a half ounce of that in and one this drink is like for the aesthetic it's for the vibe but two it's also delicious i like doing like a peach brandy i think peach brandy works really well with something like a riesling or uh like a white moscato um or you can even do like a pink Moscato. Um, but I think that a Riesling works really well for this because the Riesling's nice and sweet. Peaches are sweet. And then you have the fruit. And I think all those fruit flavors work really well together. Give that a stir. And then I want you to turn on this album and listen to I Drink Wine. Because, you know, irony? I don't know. I don't think that's how irony works per se. But I like to think it works that way. You know what I mean? You you definitely know what I mean. But anyways, enough of that. Back to the album. Uh, the final song, and I, I say final loosely because there's some other thoughts that I just have like running around in my head. But I feel like another just devastatingly heartbreaking, fantastic song on this album was My Little Love. Um, that song, when I first listened to it, I thought that I had left something playing in the background. And I was like, what is that? Like, who's talking? Like, was that my neighbors? Was that an ad from like a game that I play or something? And then I realized it was a song. And then I listened into what was going on. And it was Adele and her daughter just having a conversation. And one of my favorite lines is, mommy is having some big feelings right now. 
and it, it was such a such a real line. I I want to look a little bit more deeper into the song after this episode and just figure out like was that an actual conversation? She did she bring her daughter into the studio just so they could talk? Like I I honestly don't know, but it was such a it was such a real moment. It felt like it felt like I was peeking behind the curtain. I think the one thing that a lot of us have been talking about lately is Adele's live that she did um, right before she released Easy On Me. And she's like, can you hear my dogs in the background? Or like, can you hear me? I don't know how to add a person to live. Like she was just being like such a like normal human and just like, I don't know. I love that kind of peek behind the door. I think I've been bringing her up all episode and it's because, you know, I'm still on the I'm still having some residual um, thoughts about her, but Taylor Swift is very much like that in a sense where she's mysterious, but she's also so human at the same time. And I think Adele does that super well. She's just very like human and real and relatable. And I think that's what makes her music so different and refreshing and just fun and free compared to other artists. And this song it it's the fourth six minute plus song on the album and it is devastatingly beautiful. It is something like I, I called my friend after because I had to uh talk to them about something. And I said, Yeah, I actually listened to one of the songs. Um, because I think I had listened to Strangers by Day or Strangers by Night, whatever the first song is. Um, and then I listened to Easy on Me, or maybe I skipped it and moved on to that song. And my friend asked me had I had listened to the Adele album yet because they knew that I was doing an episode on this, and I said, No, not yet. I'm in the process of listening to it. And I just finished My Little Love. And I just said, there's just something so special about this album and something so refreshing. And as I listened to the album front to back, again, everything was so devastatingly beautiful and intentional and just fantastic. And I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, I don't know if this resonates with you. If you felt maybe what she was trying to convey that she felt, I felt emotions that I hadn't felt in a very long time. I thought of people who I hadn't thought in a very long time. I thought of moments that I thought I had erased from my memory. And all of the feelings associated with those moments and those memories just came flooding back. Music has such an amazing ability to touch us in a way that we didn't even know possible. And this album, I... I have no words for it. I'm honestly speechless. This album is just something delicious and just something I just want to consume. It's all-consuming. It's something that... It's just special. I hate using that word. Special, what does that say about it? But it's just... It's something indescribable. And if you felt the same way, let me know, um, because I really, really enjoyed listening to this album. I thought it was fresh, it was vulnerable, it was raw, and that emotions were conveyed in a way that not many artists have a, 
have a platform or have the skill and the mastery to be able to conduct or convey those emotions. And again, for this being her fourth album and her having this big of a chokehold on the world in the music industry, at only age 33, think about that. You're age 33 and every already, uh, every other artist knows if you're releasing something to avoid that day like the plague because it is your day. And Adele, today is your day. That's that's all I have to say. Ooh, I rhymed. Maybe I should become a songwriter. I'm just kidding. But anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Make It Cute. I really have been enjoying the music conversations lately. Don't worry. I'm not leaving y'all hanging. We have another Am I the Asshole coming up very soon. I know how much y'all love those episodes. And we'll be talking with some more special guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. We have some holiday fun to talk about. Um, and I will have some travel stories, hopefully good travel stories or maybe some bad travel stories. Shake it up a little bit. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. And if you love this podcast, I would just tell you, send it to a friend, share this podcast with the ones that you love, because there's nothing better than being able to be a part of our community and engage and interact and to make friends and connections that you never knew that you had. And as always, if you need anything, if you have a suggestion, we are at Make a Cute Pod on Instagram and TikTok. If you're feeling really formal, you can email us at makeacutepod at gmail.com or you know what dm me at milescape my main and if you need anything at all especially after listening to adele's 30 um therapy is what i would recommend I, i'm not qualified i am not worthy um talk to a professional but anyways i will see you next week on the next week's episode and with that bye